When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We'd like to start the episode with... Jenny's clangers! <laughs> Karen and Matt's new bike... Collabo is not called Matt and Karen Makes Bikes. That sounds like I made it up. Um, it's actually called Ison Bicycles or something like that. Ison Cycles. Don't have a clanger and not get your clanger yeah. correction right. <laughs> it's just called Ison. They're gorgeous. They won an award at Bespoke. I want one. They're a four-season road bike long for long rides on the Audaxing. Welcome to Wheel Suckers, <laughs> brought to you by London Bike Kitchen and Look Mum No Hands. London Bike Kitchen is a do-it-yourself bike workshop in Hackney. Look Mum No Hands is a cycle cafe bar workshop on 49 Old Street. We serve coffee, bikes and beer and food. We serve education. Oh, tasty. And bike parts. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. yum. Full of knowledge. (laughs) Fill up on knowledge, friends. Please, you won't get any knowledge here. You will fill up on laughs. Where have we been this weekend, Jenny? We went to Bristol, which is an amazing city. I love it. I want to move there. I love Bristol. I love it. I want to kiss Bristol. full of hippies and art scene kids and, and... it's really, really, really nice. The best, I was saying to my friends, oh, it's like, it's like London, but, and they were like, can I just stop you there? Just don't ever introduce anything as it's, it's like, like London. But better. <laughs> but yeah, you can get around it easily. There's really great bars, really great food, really great people. So we were at Bespoke, which the is... The handmade bicycle show. The hand-built bicycle show, showcasing frame builders from around the world. Mm-hmm. All different types of people on all different types of bikes. So, look, my hands were there. We were slinging out beer and coffee. We had amazing Wiper and True, which is a Bristol-based brewery. Mm. And our square mile coffee. And we made sandwiches and quiches. It's good stuff. What were your highlights, Jenny? I arrived on the Friday. And I had been visiting Roll for the Salt and Bristol Bike Project that day to do some meeting up with people to talk about community bike stuff and then made my way to the engine shed by Bristol Temple Mead Station. I walked inside and then was completely overwhelmed by bicycles. It was it was like being in the birds, except it was like with bikes. And I was like, oh my God, they're they're everywhere. They're going to attack me. I can't stay. You turn around and there's yeah. one more there than you yeah. thought last time. And then you turn around and it's nearer <laughs> than you thought it was. 
Oh god, they're everywhere. They're, they're coming. <laughs> yeah, so I actually didn't I didn't really stay the first day or the second day. I was like working my way up to being comfortable being around that many bicycles, which is weird. <laughs> Have you got a phobia now, Jenny? No, I think I got over it. Good. I got over it on the Sunday. Yeah, I was there all day Friday. I didn't go back Saturday and Sunday, and I spent Friday kind of trying to look at everything, but Mm, there was a lot there, and I pretty much just hit up all the female frame builders and was like, hey, what up? It didn't take long. No, (laughs) but as you said, there was a 100% increase of four to two, and I'm excited that they're kind of all completely different. They're all building different bikes. They've all got their own fun backstory, and... I really enjoyed that. That was really nice. Yeah. Other highlights were Winter Cycles hand-etched Dura Ace. Oh, man, that was insane. I noticed someone else had shared it on Instagram and someone else just put, like, completely pointless. <laughs> but that's kind of the point. That's why it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's like, why? Wow. It's gorgeous. Yeah, Absolutely so gorgeous. that was cool. I like the scandal of the live fish on the Dear Susan stand. Oh, I miss I missed that. He had live minnows <laughs> in the bottom. <laughs> because this, his bike was this amazing... He's doing that patina of the sea. I just went up, straight up to him and was like, tell me about the fish. And he was like, oh, they're local minnows that I bought from a pet shop. And he said he went in and was like, what's your hardiest fish? <laughs> and he said the guy was like, oh, it's these and they're 45 pounds. And he was like, okay, go down to your next hardiest fish. <laughs> And tell me the price and keep doing that until it's a price I can afford. <laughs> and then people have been like, what are you going to do with the fish at the end of the show? And he was like, drop kick them to the curb. Oh, it was like, don't say it. And then the tiniest. he's not going to do No, that. but it was the best response because to watch people's faces go, what? I, I was like, the logistics of that. Like, they're very slippery. I'm just... <laughs> so that was quite fun. It bespoke they, like the drama was. Oh, that's, it's fish. so tame. There's live fish. So tame. <gasps> What else was good? My number one most exciting thing was actually not a bicycle at all. It was, I'll grab the thing. Oh, we're going to have a little... If you listen. That is the sound of a magnetic bottle holder from Restrap. I love magnets. Magnets are sexy and they should be used more. And Restrap are a really nice little company making bags and they've branched out into bag accessories camera bag accessories a lot of them use magnets and now they're doing this bottle holder that has a magnet and i'm really excited to put it on my bike yeah it was really that was really cool it was quite fun when i went there was an old man and his dad sat next to the bike and i bent down and he was like all right i've been watching everybody deal with this (laughs) and was like you do it like this you have to kind of give it a little twist twist it to get it twist it so i was like pulling at it and like It is a really strong magnet. It is not going to come off, friends. There is is not going to come off. No way. I think I'm going to road test it, and then we might stock it. I think I'd be interested to see what it's like taking it out while riding. Yeah, yeah. That twist is not natural. You don't naturally want to twist your water bottle, but it's just something you'll get used to, I think. it's something you get used to. Yes, with everything. So magnets are magic and sexy. Yeah. That's our takeaway from Bespoke. And I was happy to meet a couple other frame builders Simon from Stanforth Bike, uh, Sanforth. He makes bikes that are definitely made to circumnavigate the globe. They're like 26 inch wheels, steel frame. And he had donated to Bike Kitchen like 20 
brand new handlebars. He's like, oh, I'm not using these anymore. Do you want them? I was like, yes. <laughs> Sent them over. Never met him. Finally put a face to the name at the show. And That's neat. A really nice guy. Um, and also really nice to meet Darren from Sven Cycles. And he will be doing a talk at LBK soon about the history of cycle touring. So once LBK2 is open, we're going to be doing, we're going to be bringing in guests to talk about their experiences and experts in their fields. And he will probably be our first one. So that's exciting. More knowledge. Yeah. Yummy. Mm, mm. <laughs> oh, a best dog in show was Karen's oh, parents' puppy. dog. Oh, yeah. So I did a, like, piss take, look on your hands, handies award. <laughs> Where I went and awarded things that I liked at the show. So What did you give them? Um, pride. They win that glowing feeling of knowing they won. <laughs> I think next year I'll make little, little trophies hand. that say handies. Yeah, they should just be just little hands. Hand. Or the two-hand emoji. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I need to do. Those were the that's things I one. mentioned. And then my friend... Richard Evanson, he used to, oh, he still does, has a cycle cafe in Colchester, where I'm from, big up Colchester, and now builds frames. He won an award last year. I didn't clock if he won an award this year, but he had a very sparkly frame that had that weird kind of silver sparkly, that kind of sparkly stuff that makes me think of the 80s. Love that shit. I was into that. That was good. Let's talk about Besmirched. And that happened on the Saturday at Roll for the Soul in conjunction with Bristol Bike Project. And it was the other side of cycling. So uh, it brought together a couple of the community bike projects. So Broken Spoke Co-op, Bike Co-op were there, as well as ourselves, London Bike Kitchen and Bristol Bike Project. And we all did um, presentations on specific things. Bike Kitchen talked about our WAG night, Women and Gender Variant Night, kind of why it exists and what our goals are for the future. Oh, Jet McDonald was there. Mind is the ride. <laughs> mind is the ride? Yeah. Bike uh, Mind is the ride. Ride Mind Bike. I don't know. It was basically talking about Eastern philosophy in conjunction with the bicycle. And it was pretty good, actually. It was a nice like way of meditating meditative look at the bicycle and what it means, what it symbolizes, what's happening when you're riding your bike and everything is connected. I think that was the takeaway mm. for me. Yeah, he did that connected. talk. So he launched he launched the book. He did a Kickstarter, not a Kickstarter, but something like that. Yeah, and did the talk at Look Mom Your Hands. But he did say to me, I saw him and he was like, your advice that you gave me that first time was really useful. What it was it? I can't remember what I said though. I think oh. I was like, <laughs> I can't remember because I'm really worried I was quite cruel. <laughs> I think I was Imagine like, everyone's naked. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like, make it snappier. It was really long as well. It went on for ages. But it's, oh, okay. I like the idea. He's done that so many times now. He must have it absolutely down. Yeah. Like, yeah. He seemed really comfortable. So we, we had him for the first time when he was like, <laughs> stressed and ah! didn't know what he's doing. But it's really exciting and nice to see somebody doing something, something like that and it doing really well. Cool. Good work, Jack. Keep yeah. it up. It culminated with another group therapy session. Yeah, we somehow have managed to attend two bicycle therapy sessions now. So, and this one, I just stumbled in there, saw you and was like, ah, oh, pop in for this bismidged. And the guy from Broken Spoke mm-hmm. Oxford was like, okay, now we're going to talk about harassment. And it was like, oh God, no, not again. <laughs> not again. 
<laughs> if you didn't know, if you listened to our first episode, we talk about Faradcho Bike Show and how we attended a holler back workshop. But this workshop was different. This therapy session was different. It was more about, it was for all genders. And I would say it was pretty evenly balanced. Everyone had something to say. We are all targets. Interesting that we all shared our stories and then we all shared our tips and strategies and that was really useful and fun and I think I found a lot of us had progressed to the no reaction and not angry anymore yeah like you start out quite angry and screaming and shouting and a few people were told stories about my favorite was that guy who said he was like giving somebody the finger and because his hands weren't on the handlebars he turned around and then went into the back of a bus because he was like (laughs) being angry is not productive no it doesn't get you anywhere and I quite enjoyed a I really like he had all these horns on his bike and was like, I'll just beep one of my horns now. So then you get all this aggression, you just get, (laughs) (laughs) and that's a really fun way to diffuse it, a really fun way to just do something that kind of takes you away from having to deal with the whole situation. Yeah, it was really interesting. One thing I wanted to bring up was, uh, and I forgot to, and it's something that me and you have both on our bikes is our wheel lights are a way to kind of pre- diffuse a potentially hostile situation because people see the lights and they automatically smile and they think oh my god that's that's really fun I really like that oh it's on a bicycle oh they're cool you know I've got a monkey light and it's so useful because I'm visible side on yeah roundabouts I'm visible generally because people really want to see what it is yeah and then you hear them go oh cool And I still get a kick out of it. I still love Same. that it's like, you've seen me Same. and I've made some people smile or some people think that's cool. I've got um, the Velo Halo lights. They're really simple and they just look like Christmas lights going around your, your wheel. And the kids love it. People always, I always get compliments. Always nice wheels, nice lights. That's what you want. You want people yeah. to notice you and be, be nice about yeah. it. That's so rare when I you're cycling. People, I had a, a cabbie pull over next to me and say, I really like your wheels. And I was like, wow, get coming from a cabbie? That's amazing. That is a shocker. Yeah. I'd also recommend actually Road CC seller cyclist stay awesome sticker. Yeah. I have a huge a one of those one. on my backpack and all the time cyclists are like, oh, I love the sticker. Oh, because oh. we all connect with like we've all seen that shitty yeah. picture of that sticker on that, that bus. short time period that was only up it was only up some there of them for still like... remain and they're like uh, the ghost true. of this shitty the cast you're like <laughs> i'd recommend getting one of those stickers as well yeah they're so fun people just like saying to people stay awesome is so that term just means everything it's so fun it's like yeah. don't do this don't do that it's just be awesome Let's lead in with being awesome and people getting on their bikes. Our friends did the Paris-Roubaix this past weekend and we have little snippets of their account. So we'll start with Laura Scott. Hey, my name's Laura Scott. I'm an ultra-endurance cyclist based in London, but originally from Canada. This past weekend, I was invited to go uh, write about the Paris-Roubaix Challenge, which is a sportif that runs along the same route as the classic pro race, um, also known as Hell of the North or Queen of the Classics, which I discovered is both with good reason. It's a fantastic sportif, really well-organized and great quality riding from fellow cyclists, and gives us sort of amateurs a chance to to at least start to understand a little bit more how difficult this 
this route is. So what PSI was I running? I ran a 60 on the back and 55 on the front, uh, a little lower than I'm personally used to riding on, uh, mostly doing road cycling, but I had no issues with that and, and definitely helped add a little bit of comfort to my ride. Bike-wise, I chose to use my uh, Kinesis Grand Fondo tie. It's a bike I've been riding for about a year now. It's got an endurance geometry, but uh, really wide clearance on it, so I was able to stick 33-millimeter uh, tires on. I also switched up my handlebars and put the salsa wood chipper bars on, which are sort of designed as a more off-road gravel road bar, so it, the... Um, the drop is, isn't quite as deep and gives you a bit more positioning for your hands, which I found perfect when, when my hands started to fatigue from the vibrations. Tire-wise, I... Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Use the Schwalbe G1 speeds and the 30 millimeter. Um, I ran them tubeless to avoid pinch flats because obviously that's a bit of a concern when you're riding over cobbles. The last thing you want to be doing is fixing punctures when your hands are numb from the vibrations. And then saddle-wise, I used um, my Brooks Cambium C17 carved, which I've been using for a number of years now. It's just a really great saddle, really comfortable. It's a little on the heavy side, but... Um, with events like this, I'm happy to have heavy and not compromise comfort. I was clipped in. Um, I used my Shimano SPDL cleats for it. Uh, I did think about switching my pedals around, but I got lazy. And so, um, yeah, it was a bit of a last minute trip out for me. And I absolutely had no problems with them at all. I mean, while the cobbles are quite brutal, I found my strategy for for the most part was really just to keep riding and, and not to stop. I think if you stop, uh, especially when you're in the middle of a sector, it can be quite hard to get the momentum to get going again. So it wasn't an issue. I did not fall. Uh, I was quite proud of this. When we hit the first first sector, it was total chaos. Um, I think nobody really, you know, everyone knows it's coming. And so there's definitely that anticipation in the air. But as as I went through, 
There's water bottles flying everywhere, multi-tools, clothing. It just seemed like cycling stuff was just in the air, suspended in slow motion all around you as you're sort of trying to weave in and out, pick a line and, and not come crashing down. Uh, there was there was a few spectacular crashes uh, I saw. Um, there was one man who actually, his bike snapped in half. Um, he was riding a carbon bike, so I think that would have been quite gutting to have happened to you mid-ride. Um, but fortunately, I didn't see anybody actually get hurt. It was just, uh, you know, the, the terrain is quite hard on bikes. There's a lot of snap spokes and, and sort of more superficial damage to bikes as well. How did I feel, how did my butt feel before and after the ride? Before it was fine, no issues at all. After the ride, I have to admit it was it was okay still. Um, I think that's one of the things in having a good bike fit is um, I, I, the geometry is set up in such a way that I don't usually have too many issues. I will say though, it was more the vibrations that kind of gets to you. I had bruises all up my forearms and on my hands just from purely. The, just the shaking that is going through them. And it's a really weird sensation because you can literally feel your muscles starting to spasm and contract as they're trying to sort of counter the vibrations that you're putting them through. Um, so I, I could feel this sort of straining and this pulling. I was wondering why my forearms were hurting so much. And by the end of the race, I had massive bruises on them and along the back of my uh, my heel as well. Uh, just again from sort of where the vibrations were coming up through my body. Um, so I would say that was more painful than, than anything my butt experienced. Um, so one word to describe the Paris Rivet, hell. <laughs> um, but it's, it, it's, it's great. I mean, I think it's one of those uh, sportifs that if you ever get the chance to go ride, I would do it in a heartbeat. It's probably one of the most fun days I've had out on a bike in, in, recent, in recent months, so can't recommend it enough. Hi, Josh Lane. <laughs> what do you do, Josh Lane? I fix bikes, and I ride bikes, and I generally obsess over bikes. My life is just... You're actually a, a bike, bike, aren't you, yeah, Josh? Just... I'm actually talking to a bike right now. <laughs> I probably so. <laughs> can't stress enough how important bikes are to me. Bikes! <laughs> Josh is one of our mechanics at Look Mum No Hands. What did you do at the weekend, Josh? I went to Paris-Roubaix. <gasps> I have some questions for you. Yeah, cool. It what? was rad. <laughs> I can do it in one word. Rad. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> no worries. So what PSI were you running? Oh, that's an interesting question. I like that. Uh, so I was running 80 in the back, 70 in the front. I had 25 millimeter tires. Um, last year I had 30 millimeter tires, like Strada Bianca tires, which were actually better. But this year on my look, I couldn't fit anything above really a 25 without rubbing issues. So, okay. but yeah, I was tubeless, so that was really good. Mm. And, and on the subject of PSI. I've got a pretty cool tale for you. We're always ready for a tale. After the race, me and my dad are like totally obsessed with tyres and tyre pressure. So after the race, we went around the pits whilst everyone was like trying to find the pros and like get autographs. And we snuck a little pinch of all the pros' tyres to see what pressures they were running. So <laughs> Were you pinching tyres? Well, yeah, pinching for PSI. Yeah, man. We had to check it out. So I can tell you that Boonan had the softest tyres that I pinched. Wow. Whilst I was there. I mean, I didn't pinch everyone's tyres because uh, some yeah. people were getting their bikes jet washed and there were some pretty gnarly security dudes guarding some bikes. But yeah, Boonan, pretty low pressures. I reckon 
He's definitely on 80, 70, maybe a bit lower. Uh, Steve, uh, he seemed to be pretty solid. His, his pressures were definitely harder than Boonan's. What frame were you on? Uh, so I was on a look, yeah. 675. Last year I was on a specialised Rube. What about your saddle? Saddle? Last year was physique. This year's physique, but I've got... To, they're different styles of physique. The, actually, actually, there is an issue with the saddle. So... It was a bit grippy this year. So last year, the physique saddle I had was kind of like a leathery texture, so it was a little slippier, which seemed to work better on the cobbles for me. Whereas this one, like, it was too grippy, so like my pad was getting bunched up. So I kept having to kind of readjust, which was annoying. So, so slippery saddles. So for me, definitely a slippery saddle. Yeah. I got a bit of friction down there as well. So oh no, I've got probably a, a bit of recovery to do. <laughs> And you have a little story about your seat post for us, don't you, Josh? Yeah, it's a bit embarrassing. Yeah, I blame Lookman's uh, food. That's what I blame. All, all the food that I get fed here, yeah, kind of resulted in a bent seat post. It was like third section in as well, so I had loads of the race to do and loads of, loads of cobbles to hit. I was like, this feels weird. I kind of felt like I was slipping off the back. Looking down, I was like, something's not right, man. This feels really strange. And then... Looked at my bike from the side, and I have a very bad seat post. So yeah, so don't run an alloy seat post, <laughs> run a carbon seat post. Oh dear. Were you clipped in? Of course. Yeah. Of course, course I was clipped in. Clipped in to win. You know, even though it's a sportive, <laughs> you always clip in to win. Did you fall? Nah, I didn't fall. Someone fell off in front of me. Quite an epic fall as well. So the first section of cobbles, I was behind this person way, quite away. And I could see him in the distance, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to fucking chase him or whatever, you know, pretending I'm booning. So I was smashing along, and he like hit the cobbles, and he went from the centre of the cobbles, off to the right of the cobbles, then came off the cobbles, into like a kind of single track side bit, next to the cobbles, and then went off into a ditch, and then went over the handlebars, into a field. Bloody hell. Yeah, all in one move. And <laughs> his bike was like kind of wedged in the ditch, like upright as well, and he was like... Yeah, pogoed off into a field. Yeah, it's quite fun. Wow. And then I just kind of... I was going to hop his bike, you know, like Sagan, but then I thought, yeah, right, yeah. It's already been done, so I just rode back. Now, stick to what you got. Yeah, stick yeah. to what you know, because they clipped in to win. <laughs> I, I never... <laughs> we had, how did your butt feel before and after? I'd like to add, butt field is said with a TM at the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we trademarked it. Yeah, how man. did your butt feel before and after the ride? It felt rad. My butt always feels good. I never have problems with the with the butt area <laughs> I, think, I think my grippy seat resulted in uh, a slight loss of skin on Ooh. my uh, my balls but I'm not sure how that happened really but so your butt's fine but your balls aren't yeah my balls got the brunt of it I think it's fine it's cool it's normal isn't it Surely. yeah it's it will heal what are your takeaway thoughts on our friends riding this silly cobbled race Oh, I thought it was great. One thing that Josh mentioned about his tire PSI obsession, and the reason why I asked that question was because I had heard a podcast from Jan Hein, who's a famous cyclist, randonneur dude, who was interviewed about tire PSI. There's a great podcast about it. I can't remember what it's called, but if you Google Jan Hein tire psi podcast it will come up it's an like it's like an hour long and they're just talking about tire pressure and it's fascinating 
It is absolutely fascinating. Everything you thought you knew about tire pressure is completely wrong. Like, if you want to learn, go and listen to this podcast. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I, totally. I, we dare you to listen for an hour <laughs> to a podcast about PSI. I'll write the post the link to yeah. So the I normally put um, in the iTunes profile of this episode. Oh, yes. Jenny, are you dropping a? <laughs> hey guys, can I have a medal because I got us on iTunes? <laughs> Yay. I was ah. If anybody has to deal with RSS feeds, they suck. We're on iTunes, so let's lead into doing a little shout out by saying thanks so much to everybody already for all the support we've received. Yeah, Um, and reviewers. Dwayne and Juan, we have two reviews. Thank you so much. Uh, We were featured on Bike Biz. Thank you so much. Carlton, thank you. Carlton, you legend. And Alex did a nice little tweet about us, who also likes Evangelion. Shout out to Evangelion. (laughs) Nutty Xander. If any of you like the theme tune it is a bike horn cover of Evangelion I put a link in the comment below check it out anime is great yeah if you like what we're doing please like feedback and subscribe now we are gonna have because we're getting drunk with power now we need more <laughs> I need your validation need more to live <laughs> I is it Ouija board time yeah get the Ouija board out Ouija 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 <laughs> It's going to the skull emoji. Oh, I'm not sure what that what's means. What's happening? Richard, are you there? Richard. Richard. I'm holding in my hands a very brown, uh, not that smelly book. The cover is a man with a very fetching sweater. It's mm. Richard's bicycle book, A Manual of Bicycle Maintenance and Enjoyment. We're going to take a moment now to have a little moment with Richard. So I'm reading chapter 10. Racing. For me, cycling as a sport is personal, a way of being with myself, and while an interest in going fast has necessarily involved me with competition machinery, the only race I have ever seen was by accident, and I did not see the finish. Information here has been gleaned from books and talking to people. So shout out to the fact that Richard doesn't race. I love that. Good on you, Richard. You don't need to race to be a cyclist. I'd just like to say that. Richard... Has a nice little set. You compete according to age, sex, and ability. So if you are a beginner, do not worry about being trounced first time out. Most of the riders will be fairly evenly matched. Some of the greatest bike riders in the world are little shrimps. The less weight to lug around, the better. Big people are not excluded either. On downhills, they generally have the edge. What counts in the end is heart. Bike racing is an extremely rigorous sport. In skiing, running, football... And most other sports, when you are finished, you drop. On a bike, a lot of your weight is supported by the machine and only a small amount of energy is required to maintain balance. It is quite possible to run your body to the finish and beyond so that when you stop, you are unable to stand on your feet. Good old Richard, it's all about your heart. It's all about keeping that blood pump and having fun. That's what counts. That's what counts. Goodbye, Richard, till next time. The Ouija board's flown out the window. Whoa! It's got onto a bike. Whoa! <laughs> so at Little Mom No Hands, 49 Old Street, we screened Parry Bay and I saw some fun pictures of everybody packed out in the calf. Workshop Dave sent me this video. I just want to play this little sound clip for you. So yeah, thank you all for coming to watch that with us. Yeah. That was nuts. Uh, we're screening Amstel Gold Race on Sunday. Uh, there's the Fletch Wallon on the Wednesday and Liege Baston Liege. 
on the Sunday. You know what it is. You know what to do. Come and watch with us. Jenny, what have you got going on? So I wanted to highlight some of the stuff that people are always asking, and it really, really annoys me that the days that we're not open to the public, they're like, why aren't you open? Are you just, you know, sitting on your ass at home? That's like the vibe in their question. And I'm like, no, I'm actually, I am working. I'm doing admin stuff. I just can't be disturbed by people coming in the workshop but also we're doing things like we're going to be teaching we are teaching refugees with Aquaba the refugee project and we are also starting a earn a bike scheme with the charity next door the the recovery of addicted prisoners trust and also doing workshops with local businesses so if you are a local business and you want to do a team building exercise. We're starting to do that on Mondays and Tuesdays as well, so get in touch. New class alert! We're teaching a bearing systems class. That's going to be an intermediate level course. It is going to be a requirement to take before a build your own bike class, which is now going to be considered an advanced level class. Bearing systems are basically anything on your bike that's turning round and round. It's got bearings inside. They might be loose, they might be sealed, they might be caged but you need to take it apart to find out. So that class is going to be about dissecting your bicycle. Yummy. Um, And then on a personal note, the book that I'm working on, I'm still working on it, but uh, is actually up on Amazon now for pre-sale. What? You can see um, some of the hand models. Jules Walker's hands are in there and Nelson's as well, I think. I can't remember what's on the page. Yeah, so it's it's 15 quid. It's called How to Build a Bicycle. Written by yours truly. It's coming <gasps> the out. one and only Jenny. Coming out in October, and there will definitely be a party. Probably at Look No Hands. <laughs> Hell yeah, you know it. <laughs> Great, Jenny, thanks. This is the end of our podcast. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Wheel Suckers! <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.